Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we interrupt our program through the book of Mark because this week we celebrate Christmas. This special Christmas message was preached last year by Pastor Jim Harris on December 23rd. Don't worry, we'll return to Mark chapter 5 after the new year. Now, usually you would read about the birth of Christ from the book of Matthew or Luke, where we find the most recorded about the events directly surrounding the conception and birth of Jesus. But this Christmas message will land us in the book of Hebrews, specifically chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Why there? Well, because this short passage offers some direct teaching and insight into why Jesus took on human flesh through the miraculous conception and birth. Have you ever wondered why God chose to save us through this baby born in a manger instead of some other way? Couldn't God have done it without this baby? Well, Pastor Jim will walk us through answers to your questions this week. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Jesus Partook. Another reason the angels were so curious about this is that when some of their number fell, there was no redemption. Fallen angels, demons are demons forever. Their fate is sealed in the lake of fire. But when man fell, God has this plan to bring about redemption. The superiority of Christ is demonstrated in, by part, uh, in part by the fact that God does not give such help to angels, but He gives that help in the form of salvation to those who believe. The descendant of Abraham is a generic reference to anyone who has the same quality of faith as Abraham, who believed God and it was reckoned to him or credited to him as righteousness. Now, there's an interesting part of this verse. There's a, there's a translation difficulty here around what is translated, give help. It's actually uh, an idiom in the, in the Greek, and it doesn't have the word give, and it doesn't have the word help involved in it. it it's literally take hold. It's one of those places where there's an idiom in this language, and you can't necessarily translate it to, to this language. I remember the, the guy that landed in America for the first time from South Korea where he had learned impeccable English and a friend offered to take him to, so we don't have much time, but before you go to your meeting, we'll just stop off and, 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 and we can eat a hot dog. And this guy who'd never been in America before said, I thought he was going to feed me a warm puppy. Because <laughs> hot dog has about 18 different meanings depending on what you mean. There's an idiom there. So... It seems that the idiom is take hold as in the sense of helping up the one who has fallen, helping the one who is weak, hence give help. That's how it was translated uh, that way. It's lending aid, like lifting up your comrade, carrying them to the, to the finish line. 
All right, now back to the subject of special interest for us today. You can see why the angels would be so fascinated by that. And, and, and they were glorifying God for this amazing thing that He was doing for, for man. But it tells us here in Hebrews 2 that He took on a body, secondly, to make propitiation. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Therefore, He had to be made like His brethren. In other words, He had to become human. He had to partake of flesh and blood. He had to be made like His brethren in all things. And that word had to is necessity. It, there's no other way this could be done. He had to be made like His brethren in all things so that He might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. And here's the key, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. The purpose of doing this was to make propitiation. Propitiation is one of those words we don't use very often. Uh, it has been expunged from some of the translations. It's not used in a lot of churches, not even in their doctrinal statements these days, but it's a crucial word. It may only occur four times in the New Testament, but there's no more significant theological word because it means a satisfactory sacrifice. The sacrifice which actually gets it done. The word propitiation is related to the Old Testament word for the mercy seat, the place where the blood had to be poured out to be applied to the people. You and I deserve the wrath of God. There is nothing else that we deserve from Him. We don't deserve mercy. We don't deserve grace. We don't deserve redemption. But it's all made possible because of propitiation. Christ took upon Him the wrath that I deserve. And why did He have to be born? So that He could make propitiation because He was the perfect high priest and He made the perfect sacrifice and the perfect sacrifice was Himself. So that's why He had to be made like us in all things. You see, we're celebrating that He took on a body to make propitiation. Now verse 18, for you. Look at Hebrews 2, 18. For since He Himself was tempted in that which He has suffered. Now, think of Jesus' life as suffering. I mean, to, to take on humanity when you're God? Wow! What an act of condescension. Like I said at the beginning, why did He stoop so low? But then, specifically, His suffering for sin. He was tempted in that which He suffered. He is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. The significance is that Jesus was able to be tempted only because He became human and therefore He was also qualified to be a high priest and therefore he, because He was sinless, He was able to be the perfect high priest and He was the perfect sacrifice. So the one who was tempted in the things that He suffered at the hands of a sin-cursed world that was rebelling against Him he is now able to come to the aid of all of us who are tempted. The difference is when we're tempted, eventually the temptation ends. Why? We fall. He never did. 
He comes to the aid of all who are tempted. So, I never apologize for celebrating the birth of Christ. I'll even use the word I wish could be expunged to, to describe it. Merry Christmas. I'll say that to you, but my friends, He took on a body to make propitiation for you. You've got to get to the punchline. So what? What are you supposed to do with this? The coming of Jesus to earth leads to the greatest gift you can ever receive because wrapped up in Him is the gift of eternal life. It wouldn't take you a microsecond to think about your own sins. You can come up with an endless list of them, and one of them, any one of them, means that you deserve eternal wrath of God. But wrapped up in Him is the gift of eternal life that takes that away. It's like John the Apostle recorded the words of Jesus to Nicodemus. You know this pretty well, I imagine, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Do you see the incarnation in that phrase? He gave Him. He's the begotten Son. God the Son, be, or, or the Son of God became God the Son. Why? That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. There is an invitation to anyone and everyone. Will you accept the free gift? by faith. What is at stake is the difference between the lake of fire tormented day and night forever and ever and the glories of heaven. It's that big of a binary decision. There are only two destinies for every single human being. I mean, there's only one for every single human being. There's only two among the human race. Or consider how Mary, the mother of Jesus, exclaimed her own exultation over the incredible privilege that she had to give birth to her Savior. After the angel visited her, she said, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel explained how it was going to happen. And she said, oh, okay, like, oh, sure, you know, that happens all the time. She took it by faith. And then Luke 1, 46 and 47, Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Mary needed a Savior, <laughs> and she gave birth to Him. Or as our text put it, He rendered powerless the devil, the one who had power over death. He delivered us who believe, and He is the means by which God gives help to all who are tempted, He does reach down to lift us up to His glory. And from Hebrews 2.14, you know that the way that Jesus accomplished all of this work of redemption was through death, and before the death had to come the life. Jesus took on that human life, and He gave it for you. He said it Himself in, in John chapter 10, John 10.10, 10, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I took on this body that I could give myself for you. A few verses later, John 10.17 and 18.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.